how she get it. Made a couple racks, I never asked how she get it. City girls gotta have fun in the city. 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 Welcome to Connect with Christina, episode seven. Look who we have here, Doctor LeBaron. What's up? I literally just have to say it like that. I don't think I've introduced anyone that way, but this is, this is Dr. I like LeBaron. special introductions. There you go. You know? <laughs> I obviously know you. A lot of our friends know you, but tell them who you are. Uh, so uh, Dr. Scott LeBaron, chiropractor, Mesa, 18 years, uh, with a focus on personal injury uh, is basically, you know, what else do you want? And that you're a vampire too. Yeah. Because you don't look your age. Right. And he's not part Asian, so this is, <laughs> we don't know what happened. Asians to a certain point, yeah. I always say. <laughs> uh, and then they transition from super young looking to like, you know, they're 100 years old all of a sudden. You know, don't scare me. But because, it's true. Because that that sounds scary. That I, comes straight from Joe Coy <laughs> comedy special. So Which we Netflix. have to watch together. Yeah. And I've been hearing that lately, and that scares me. He's pretty me. funny, yeah. Yeah, he is. Because yeah. he's Asian, and right. he's... He's half. He's half Asian, and I think he's Filipino. No, he is. Yes. He's Filipino. So he talks about how uh, the Mexican culture and the Filipino culture right. are so similar. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. so I don't want to entertain that thought because yeah. I like looking young. So please, yeah. I don't, don't tell me. I have <laughs> yeah. to be the exception. Right. Um, Doc, isn't it true your father was also Yeah, Dr. so second LeBaron? generation okay. chiropractor. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, he stopped practicing probably about five years ago. Five so years? I, I thought it was a little longer. Well, he officially, okay. five years ago, um, and I bought everything out from him. Probably, you know, he probably stopped practicing a lot longer ago than that. <laughs> but officially, he really, um, he doesn't even come in the office anymore. That's been right. about five years or so. So It's yeah. crazy, though. That office, how, how many years in that office? So the office has been around at least 40 years Um and Edna's been with us 40 years, you know. Shout plus, out, Edna. Shout out, Edna, because she's been with us the whole time. Uh, actually, she came on a year after my dad started practice, and she's still with me. So that's how long Edna's been with us, so we have to shout her out. But, yeah, we, we've been uh, since, I think, 1976 or 1977 or 8. It's one of those I wasn't years. born yet. Yeah. So <laughs> I was when my dad was in uh, chiropractic college in Iowa, so that's where I was born. Uh, but... Uh, LeBarons have pretty much been in Mesa since the beginning. So um, I think my my uh, my uh, great grandpa was like the first motorcycle cop or something in Mesa, right? So we've been there forever. Um, but yeah, yeah, we do see LeBaron everywhere. Yeah, we yeah. There's a few few companies, and mm -hmm. we're spreading out. You know. Yeah, I've seen like just driving by. I told you, I'm like LeBaron here, LeBaron yeah. on Main Street, on Southern. Well, and a lot of people know LeBaron name uh, from the from the colonies in Mexico, even. So I always tell everybody, I don't know any of those people, but all LeBarons are related, because it's an interesting story. Uh, the original LeBaron actually came across from France and changed his name to LeBaron. So we really don't even know what our official name is, French name. But all LeBarons are related. They came from the one guy. So there's uh, some in Canada, you know, some came across the plains. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? And then some, you know, if you ever watched the movie, the went down to Mexico. So um, Wait, what movie? So, well, it's a bad movie. Okay, so, but I should watch it. Yeah, well, so, yeah, it's... Um, about Earl LeBaron, you probably should watch it, but he was a you know a polygamous cult okay. um, he, member. So that was like 
an a cousin related to you know <laughs> grand my grandpa far. or something yeah far so we didn't i don't like i said i i don't know any of those side but we are all related right. i do need to go down to the colonies i say that all the time and i never have done it all right so um, now he's gonna have to yeah right he's yeah gonna have to. and they do sometimes um uh, some come up um and they come come and see me so i have met quite a few um, they'll come in to see me at my practice or whatever. So I've met quite a few, and they look just like me. So I know we're related. Wow. Yeah, I, I know we're related in some some facts. Well, so I know you guys are. I mean, like I said, I'm from East Mesa even. And right. Like the West Mesa area. It's it's literally everywhere. Yeah. So. We're trying to keep it that way, but it's growing too fast. So <laughs> we're getting drowned I, I want to go back to um, Edna, though. Okay. I mean, so how many years? At least 40. So I gave her... Um, so that means you were a baby because I remember a correct. picture of you in the office yes. on your dad's. So it lap. was hard for her when I took over, you know, because she's watched me grow and as a little kid running around the office to her boss. So right. it was a little struggle in the beginning. I don't think sure. she liked me very much, but <laughs> I think she loves me now. I've won she her over. Does. Yeah. So she protects you. Yeah, she does. She, yeah, she absolutely. And so that's what, so how many years? I, I said that like so many, asked so many times. How many years? Because it's not registered. I don't know exactly how many so like, years. 35 so or 40? 40 plus. Plus. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, you never find that. No. It's very rare. And I and as a joke, I actually gave her a watch on the 40th year. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember the person's name, but a high-end watch. Um, you know, like the cops do when you retire. I gave her a watch. She thought it was hilarious, but it's a nice watch. And I gave her a watch right. at her 40th, and we threw her a, a, like a short I party. told her we need to make the massage room or like Edna room. <laughs> like put a label on it, you uh, know? I mean, because even we were just talking about it before the podcast. It's so hard to find people to yes, work. Yes, it is. So it's very, like, it's, yeah, it's very rare um, that a person even stays at a job for very long. You know what I mean? Right. And she's so dedicated to the office. I always tease everybody. You know, she is my office wife. Right. 100%. And uh, I have to run everything by Edna before I make a change. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, you know, and my, my wife will actually state that don't ask me, ask Edna. Right? <laughs> you know, when it comes to the office, yes. it's, it's actually quite funny. I, she'll say, I don't want to step on Edna's toes. Wow. Right. So, yeah. Well, when she sees this podcast, she will. You can tell her thank you. And right. what, what are the best things? I know there's a few things that we all love about Edna, but what would you say is the things that really resonate with you all these times? So yes. I don't do details. Okay. Right? I'm macro, man. I'm big. Or whatever you want to say it. I like, but when it comes to the small little things, she does all of that, so I don't have to do it. She also manages the office, so I don't have to manage the office. I can always be the nice guy because Edna doesn't have to be the nice person. So um, she does all the little things for me that I, I wouldn't even think of doing. Right. She's very detail-oriented. She's very, even though if you look at her desk, it doesn't look like she's organized. She's actually pretty organized. Right. Uh, oh, she doesn't miss anything. No, she doesn't miss anything. And on, and on the attorney end, I think the attorney's offices really love her because she's, she's always keeps them informed. Right. This is where we're at. This is what we're doing. They can always call her, text her. They can always email her, whatever, and she's going to respond to them right. pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I don't have to, you know. <laughs> so, and I told her she's, she, she can die at her desk only. <laughs> oh you know, that's the only way she's allowed to leave. <laughs> she has to pass away at, on her desk at the office, so. Yeah, and she does not plan on retiring at all. Oh, so. I know. She'd be so bored. I don't think yeah. she would. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you. So was dad, your dad already doing PI when you took over? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Like what percentage at the time? That's a good question. Um, we've always done PI. So I've been in practice 18 years. Uh, we've always done that. Uh, but I've always done a lot of everything, you know, and I kind of changed my focus probably four or five years ago to uh, majority of my practice, I would say, is is more personal injury focused. I am, uh, you know, have multiple certifications in trauma. That's kind of what I focus on. And patients don't really understand the fact that it really matters how the the injuries are documented. Mm-hmm. That makes all the difference. Right. What diagnosis did I give you? Did I document them properly? And do we have the imaging to back that up? Because right. if we don't, it doesn't matter how great the attorney is. He's not going to have a very good successful recovery right you know um in a lot of cases we need an impairment rating without an impairment rating you really don't get anything because mm-hmm. people always on the the you know over the you know they they try to say it's it's all about uh pain and suffering but really in a court of law there's no such thing as pain and suffering uh you know you ha- you you can't go plead that this person suffered they don't care uh what they care about is what injuries did they have and are those injuries permanent and can you prove it that's where the recovery comes from, not you had pain and suffering. What is it about personal injury that made you so passionate about it? Because, I mean, I know how much you care and how much you want to help people, especially when they are getting taken advantage of. So what, when did that happen for you? You couldn't even imagine the things that these insurance adjusters have said to my patients. It's, it's amazing. Um, the half-truths, they quote laws that don't exist, they yell at my patient. I mean, just, it's so crazy. And so I, I make it a point to educate them their own rights right. because they don't know. Right. They, they, they often will listen to what this person is telling them, and it's all not true. Right. Um, so not only that, but, uh, you know, we always, in my opinion, they should always come to the doctor first that's that's how I always feel um because what really matters is what injuries did they occur from this accident and how are we going to treat those and not only just get them feeling better but make sure they're not going to have tons of problems in the future and that's the key you know we got to prevent that from occurring well and I'm glad you're bringing that up because a lot a lot of times like I always say people are resilient and people are good natured and they don't understand this whole thing. And sometimes they'll come like, I'm fine, but they're not. And what happens when you don't get checked? What happens to you? Right. So um, I used to have a study on my wall. Okay. It was about 10 x-ray pictures over um, 10 years. And, And what it basically showed is what what happens when you when you get an actual traumatic injury to an area? That area will rapidly de- degenerate over the next two to ten years. So what we see, what should co- take fifty or sixty years to occur in a joint space when it comes to degeneration or even a disc, occurs in five to ten years because of that rapid degeneration. So we got to stop that from occurring. That's only with treatment. That's huge. That, well, you know how many patients have come that. in. And uh, I look at an x-ray, and I'm like, what happened? Did you, were you in an injury, you know, a while ago or five years ago? And they'll say, yeah. I said, were you treated? And they'll say no. And I said, this is why you get treated. We have to now work with what this is at this point. But I make it a point to they understand if they ever are in another traumatic event like that, they should seek treatment to prevent that rapid degeneration from happening. I mean, I think happening. you were one of the first people that 
taught me that your body can only take so much impact. Can only take so much. It only can recover so much. So matter, I always say matter, can only heal to a certain point, you know, whatever that is. And there's always, that's why impairments exist, is because when you have an injury to a certain extent, you have to label it as an impairment because it's not going to heal fully 100%. You know, uh, the example I like to use is I was treating an NFL um, football player. This was after he had retired. And And he explained it the best. Honestly, he said, I hurt my knee in practice. And he said, I rehab my knee eight hours a day. Eight hours a day. He says that they basically told me this is now your full-time job is to rehab this knee. Eight oh hours God. a day, they worked on that knee. And I and I always tell the patient, okay, you're not an NFL football player. We can't work on you eight hours a day. But imagine we have to do small increments over a longer period of time to get you the same results. You know what I mean? We're not right. sending you back up on the football field as fast as possible. But we want to make enough healing occur with as least amount of scar tissue as least amount of joint function as possible you know uh as we can so that in the future you're not going to have a bunch of problems you know and 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 often when i'm in an arbitration and the uh the the attorney on the opposite end you know oh that's just a strain and it's like would you tell lebron james you just strained your ankle. Don't worry about it. Would you say that to him? No. No. No, man. This guy's worth $30 million. Now, no, all of us are worth that or whatever or $100 million. But you have to rehab that strain right. or what happens? It's weaker. You know what I mean? It's yeah. unstable. You're going to hurt it more often. It causes other problems. And then it will cause other issues. The knee has to make up for that ankle or that hip has to make up for that ankle or the yeah. opposite knee has to make up for that knee, whatever it is. Absolutely. And Dr. Ledesma was just here the last episode, and he said that to me too, where he said, just because the MRI or the x-ray doesn't show anything doesn't mean a person's not hurt. He brought up scar tissue. Correct, and I'm about to tell you something nobody wants to hear, and that's the fact that MRIs are about 50% accurate. And... and uh, some of that is just the radiologist that reads them. There's a lot of air. Uh, they actually did a study and found there's a lot of air in the ER and et cetera. So there's maybe a lot of people listening out there that they told them their MRI was fine. I guarantee you, if you had the right radiologist reading that, you probably had uh, injury on that MRI. They just glossed over it. it. It's very common. So when I send for an MRI, I always tell patients, everything I do is for a specific reason, and I send you to a specific place for a specific radiologist to read, you know what I mean? Right. Because I have to have a correct read um, on, on imaging. So, yeah, you, you'll sometimes, and, and I always say this, that you can't see function on an MRI. You can't see function on an x-ray. You can't see whether that joint is moving normal or not moving normal, and that's why we take flexion extension films where we actually bend them forward sideways and we see if there's movement in the vertebrae because it's ligaments that hold that together and if there's movement well they've been injured and that's why digital motion x-rays are getting so uh popular slowly over time they're just pretty expensive at this point and there's not very many of them but uh, i think it'll become more uh utilized right now it's it's static bend and then we use um 
somebody to do a what we call a DRMA or a CRMA. So basically, that's a computerized measurement mm-hmm. uh, of the um, what we ca- what we call an a- AOMSI, which is alteration of motion segment integrity. Okay, How do you remember all these right. Things? That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. And yeah, it's it's so it's 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 all these weird f- phrases, but basically. Um, when I'm looking at a flexion extension film with my eye, I can't see if that's a two millimeter or a four millimeter, whatever movement, but the, but the computer can. So the computer will actually measure that. And if it's over what we say, I think it's 3.5 millimeters of alteration of, of that motion segment integrity. Well, now we have an impairment, 25% impairment. That's what the AMA guides rate that. That's how serious that condition is. How many doctors even look for that? You'd be surprised. Well, and then talk to me about subluxation. How does what is that and what happens? I don't do subluxation. So subluxation is an old chiropractic term. I don't use it. Subluxation medically is like a dislocation. Okay. So actually, I don't even use the term. I don't put it in my paperwork. It really doesn't exist to me. I know other docs use it, and they can, but I don't use that terminology. That doesn't belong in the in the uh, med legal world. It doesn't, and I've never really used it. We use segmental dysfunction instead. Um, which is uh, medically understandable mm-hmm. to to because I, you know, I get referrals from medical doctors, I get referrals from pain managers, I get sure. re- from even surgeons because they'll see the patient and be like, I don't know if you're not bad enough for surgery yet, but let's do some conservative care first, and we'll do some decompression on that patient. And if they're and if they're just not getting the conservative results, we'll send them back to the surgeon and say, hey, you might have to actually there might be more than than what we're seeing, right. you know, on the MRI or whatever. Um, but you know, if I use that terminology, they wouldn't even understand what I'm talking about. So I don't use it, but everybody understands if I say a segmental dysfunction, you know, the segment's just not moving normal. That's understandable. Well, and then like on low impact car crashes, you know, it's like, I learned that just because it's low impact doesn't mean you don't get hurt. So I did, um, I did advanced, uh, Croft training on that. So, uh, Arthur Croft uh, used to crash cars together. This is years ago. And he actually did human research, which doesn't even allow now. So this is way back then. Oh, my gosh. And he used to put a person in a car who would volunteer. I think they paid him. And I then they would they hit him. paid them. And then they would hit him. But we're talking eight miles an hour. So they would hit him. You would watch this person go flying around in the car, right? And then they would measure all this, you know, all these things. And there would be no damage to the bumper. And why is that? Because the insurance company um, basically forced the auto industry to create these bumpers that they can withstand 8 to 12 miles an hour because they got tired of paying for the damage, right? So now you can be hit at 8 to 12 miles an hour, which is actually more significant than you think, without any damage to your bumper. And the insurance company wants to tell you, well, there was no damage to your bumper. How can you be injured? And it's like, because all that force went into the person. The, the Really, that they should just, That's those so things crazy. should just fall in. Right. When you get hit, it should just imp- take all that impact, but the insurance company doesn't want to pay for that, right? Sure, of course. So let's make these bumpers more you know, stronger, and then all that force goes into the person. So it's at eight miles per hour, eight to twelve. 12 you miles wouldn't an think hour. what I mean because I've had that where you know clients are are in pain. Yeah, so it's actually very common. And this is the thing you can't go by go, you can't go by damage to a vehicle. That's imp- but they try to uh, when it's in their favor. Right. But I mean, I've had patients roll over. Okay, 
rollover, come out mild, mild strain. We work on them for three weeks and they're done. And I'm like, I don't know how you didn't get more injured, right? And then I have people that are rear-ended in a drive-thru, you know, at McDonald's or whatever. And what happens is, is they're sitting there and the person isn't paying attention and they hit their gas and just think it jumps and hits them. Well, that's not a huge force, but it's enough when the person isn't bracing for it right. or anything to cause that kind of damage. Well, I had one where she was like talking. Uh-huh. So her neck was turned. Yeah. And so, but so because her neck was turned, that eight miles per hour felt more. Yeah. So most people actually are turned. They're either looking at the radio, you know what I mean? They're looking at their mirror. They're looking up like this when they get hit. So it's not just a direct back. It's a side back. So that's why they ask for all of that. Yeah. And actually, I want to know, um, because on a side impact, what what often, and I, I don't know, if majority of doctors probably don't even know, you can get what's called an uncinate fracture on that. And that doesn't show up for two months. Well, Christina, if you don't know that, are you going to take an x-ray two months later of the neck? No, nobody does that, right? So I know on any side impact, I'm going to wait a couple months and take that x-ray to see if that uncinate is fractured. But no one does that. No one does that. It's very uncommon right. because nobody knows about it. Right. They know about uncinate fracture, but they don't know you have to wait two months. You see what I mean? Yeah. For that to actually show up so you can see it. Um, so, so stuff I like mean, that. So, you know, in the years that, in, that you've been helping people with car accidents, how do you explain to them what the best course of action for them is it to get better, to get the help, to get what they need, you know, not just to get better, but also like with, with everything else, not having to pay out of pocket. Like, how do you explain that? Um, I, I, Cause uh, you know, you get people, patients that, uh, have one have never been in an accident, right? So right. they get, they just, yeah. they don't know what to do and they're already frustrated. Yes. Actually, a lot of, you know, this is the thing, these patients, they, they get in an accident and they're honest, right? They want to go about this in an honest way. And I have to tell them, you're dealing with the devil. You are. They don't care if you're honest. And if you use honesty with them and say, oh, just do this, and they'll do this, I said they'll just take that and just shove it down your throat because that's not the way they work. Mm -hmm. They would make you fix your own car, you know, <laughs> even though it wasn't your fault. Yeah, that's just I, the way these insurance that, companies oh, are. so nice, so it's, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad. Nice, yeah. And it's like, are you going to feel bad in five years when you have a degenerated disc or a bulging disc and you're in pain all the time? Is that when you're going to feel sorry also for the insurance company that, you know what I mean? Collects all of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and some people don't even want to use their own insurance. And I said, that's what you pay insurance for. Right. You know, uh, but most patients are... are really are honest and want to go about it in an honest way. Uh, most of the attorneys I work with are very ethical attorneys. We're not, you know, trying to do anything outside the, you know, the gray area. We're just, we're just trying to diagnose the proper injuries, get those injuries treated. That's all I care about. And I always tell them all the other stuff as far as recovery, that's not really what I'm about. I'm about making sure all, every injury you have is diagnosed and that it's covered. I do care about that. Right. It's covered, uh, and you get the treatment you need, whether it's from me or whether it's from another doctor. Because I have had patients that get in an accident, they hurt their shoulder, right? Because their holding the steering wheel gets jammed back, and they're stiff too. I send them for an MRI. It's torn, and it's like that's not me. 
that's the ortho. And I refer him to the ortho and I don't sure. see him again because it's not me. Right. And that's the kind of, that's what I, that's, I pride myself on that actually you because should. it's not about me always treating. It's about finding the right injury and getting them to the right doc. Because sometimes the inflammation is so deep down in, uh, in the spine, I can't adjust it out, massage it out, exercise it out, stretch it out. It doesn't matter what we do. It's going to be there. You got to go to the pain manager. You're going to have to get the epidural or the facet injection. You just have to do it. Right. You know, and some will choose, will understand, and they'll do it. And some will just say, I just, it is a surgical procedure. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some just cannot handle the fact that the needle will go down there. And they won't do it. And I said, that's okay. We diagnose it. We give you an impairment. And, and, and you're done. You know, we, you'll, you're done treating at a certain point. Right. You know, uh, we'll treat you as far as we can conservatively and just understand that that'll maybe just take a lot more time uh, to heal and stabilize. I have a silly question. Yeah. Remember the little tube? It's a, is it like a, you press, you press The activator? It. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to ask, what does that do? Okay, so this is actually an interesting story because the doctor that developed the activator method is Dr. Arlen Fur, and he is from Phoenix. So how I long think ago I, was this? He's retired or dead. Okay. I can't. I don't know. He's retired or dead. I don't. I don't remember. But Arlen first. So he he developed this whole method of adjusting with an instrument, uh, and that's where it started. It has progressed way beyond that now. Uh, but you basically the activator is set to a certain specific speed, where we hit the joint with the activator, and then over the next couple hours, it the joint moves better. Okay, so that's the idea. Instead of me taking the actual joint and manipulating it physically, um, we do a low, you know, a low amount of force uh, with the activator, and we can c- create the same uh, function uh, over time. So most of the time, activator does take a little longer mm-hmm. uh, than the manual adjustment, but it does work. And for patients that just can't, they can't handle it. I have a patient right now. If I touch her, she's She's so inflamed, you know what I mean? Just to just putting my hand on her, she's, she's reacting like that. So I'm, I'm literally adjusting her with the activator over my finger. I mean, we're just trying to get function. I'm, I'm laughing because that was me. <laughs> yeah, you've that been there. Me. I've been you there. get hit, your body is yeah. just inflamed all over, and you're just so sensitive. Right. Uh, um, so some patients can handle you know, the manual manipulation and they'll be just fine after the accident. And some just can't, especially with age. So my older patients, I work them into being more aggressive. I really do. I I work them to the point where I feel like they could take it. And some never will. Some will always be just a nice, you know, we use what what we call a Thompson drop. Uh, We'll use the machine to balance the pelvis and we'll use activator to, you know, to balance the patient functionally. And then different therapies, what I'll often do if they can't take a manual adjustment is I'll do traction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is a gentle, slowly will increase the weight and get function back into the uh, spine that way. Well, and also with you, again, you're one of the people that taught me about chiropractic care and how it's, it is related to everything, whether it's your sleep, your TMJ, your allergies, you know, and so I know because some of your patients were my residents at the time when I was still a property manager, right. was that they saw so much value in it that they they retained you for, like, adjustments, just, you know, even past when they were better. Yeah, you, you knew me way in the beginning. <laughs> so the way in the beginning, I was more of a holistic Cairo. I will say that, I was. Uh, I've kind of gone away from, from that um, 
from the holistic side of chiropractic, which, you know, there is definitely a place for that. I'm more of an injury doc now, and I tell my patients that, you know, and I will refer them if they have the what I call a weird situation, you know, because of what you're talking about, I'll often refer to a, for a chiropractor that is more holistic That's than I, I mean. am. You still refer out. I do refer out, but I still will see them. Yeah. And, and yes, you know, those, um, you know, adjustments, it's, it's so weird because it, it, dysfunction can create every problem, but it's not causing all the problems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a story out there where adjustments cured cancer or whatever. You know, I'm sure that occurred, but that's, you know, dysfunction of the spine right. isn't all cancer related. You know, so I, 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 I don't state those things, but, uh, you know, I do, when I treat the patient, they do tell me certain things like that. Um, and I just say, great, that's a, maybe a positive side effect of, of, of joint function and, and proper nerve flow. You know, you know, I don't know. You well, know. how about, do you get adjusted? So I do. I actually, my cousin, Dr. Klaus, will give him a shout out. Uh, he's <laughs> hey, also Doc. in Mesa. Yeah, he is my Cairo. I try to get to him every two weeks and I try to get a massage, uh, every couple of weeks if possible too. So with the combined thing, you know, when you're inactive and you're working out or you're playing whatever, you know, uh, those combined things are very, you know, uh, are very helpful to keep the joints moving. Uh, you know, massage is more about blood flow. I don't think people realize that it's actually more about blood flow than anything else. So yeah, they're working those muscles and working those knots out, but they're increasing your blood flow. Imagine the positive effects of blood flow increase, right? right? All the nutrients to your body, it's going to get there. All the oxygen. it up you gotta you gotta try right <laughs> my friend our friend nadim with big bros he owns big bros yeah he does yoga like non-stop i mean there is so strong. many for the guys out there that are like i'm not doing that there is so many guys in my class and and big dudes like because what happens when you put on that muscle mass is you start losing your your range of motion so there are big dudes in there big guys in there and what they're trying to do detox flexibility core strength you know what i mean right so it's not just you know i think i mean i would say it's almost 50 50 i think most we're gonna inspire people to do yoga on this we are stuff, so that's just right? another thing <laughs> get adjusted get a massage do your hot yoga you know do your weight bearing exercise you know what i mean it's fine to right. do, you know when i was younger i could do weights all day and not be you know and not feel like i do now i just feel like the heavy weights for me at this point um i'm just changing that up just because i just get too sore now Right. Uh, you know, and I'm trying to change my diet and eat a little better and drink all the water. You know, I drink a gallon a day. I've always done that. But I need to do that. I do need yeah. to do that. I have a question because uh, producer is telling us we don't have much time. Okay. So what, I mean, were, you said you were born in Idaho. I was born in Iowa City, Iowa. Iowa. I'm when my dad was at Palmer College of Chiropractic, like the original, right? In Davenport, Iowa. So, yes. And then you were then raised here when? Yeah, so I was literally, you know, my family's from here, so he went back to school, and then we just came back. So, okay. uh, you know, I basically, I was born in Iowa City, Iowa, but I was, I've lived here since I was one, you know. Okay, so, you know, so what school did you go the, to? So I went to Mesa High School. Okay. Yeah, Jack wow. Rabbits, right? <laughs> yeah. That's Jack a Rabbits. true sign that you're from Mesa. Yeah, the original. Yeah, and yeah. then what college? So I actually went, I started off at Mesa Community College. I also did Scottsdale Community College. And then I transferred over to North Lake in Texas because I was going to uh, Parker College of Chiropractic in Texas. It's now Parker University. So okay. um, I changed over to North Lake to finish 
my undergrad stuff so I could get into Parker, uh, which I went, um, you know, for three years uh, at Parker College, which I actually really liked. I liked Dallas. Uh, I liked the college. And you know Dr. Mike, you know, P, that's what I call him because his last <laughs> name's too Mark hard. Yakis. Yeah. He was he was in school with me, so, um, no, it's, it's fun. And then you came back here and started Yeah, here. so then uh, this is 2003. Um, I came back and I started working uh, with my dad, okay. you know, in 2003. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been in the same location ever since. Right, yeah. which is Stapley and? Maine and Stapley, Maine yep, and Stapley. in Mesa. So we're yeah. kind of centralized right. Mesa, yep. Yeah, I mean, you technically don't even assi- need a sign, in my opinion, because everyone knows where LeBaron is. Yeah, you know, I changed my sign. This is how funny that is. I changed it recently, and for years, we've had LeBaron in red on top, and my patients that have been seeing me forever were driving by my office. That's how funny that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. they know where you my office did, is, right. but they always look for that LeBaron, so I failed them. I right. said, I'm sorry, because um, I did change that up a little bit, and... Uh, from what it, what they were used to, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I think we've been there so long. We get pe- pe- patients walk in and right. say, "My friend, you know, down the street referred me to this walk in." Right. You know, that's very common. Yeah. In in our location, we've been there so long. You know. And then you have a beautiful wife. Her name is Holland. And then, but everyone calls her. No, everybody calls her Holland. Okay. Yeah. Except me, because I can't say that. Because <laughs> Edna was like, "It's because I tried to call her Holly." Yeah, Holly or Holland. Yeah. You know, like the country, but it's actually spelled H-O-L-L-I-N. Yeah, yeah no, I won't try. And we have five <laughs> kids. You know, we got lots of kids. We have, you know, we... Uh, How old is the oldest now? So I have a 21-year-old. Uh, all my, I have almost all boys. I have one girl. She's in the middle. So 21, 19, and then my daughter's 16, almost 17. It's crazy. Yeah, and then I have a 13 and a 12. But they're, they're both, uh, you know, birthdays are coming up. So, um, yeah. Five kids, probably a little more than most people are used to. So, so is that what motivates you? Because you're pretty awesome. Well, you gotta you gotta pay for all that stuff. You know, <laughs> something's gotta motivate you, right? You know, Doctor, <laughs> you gotta work hard because <laughs> these kids are expensive. You know, right, right. You well, know, I mean, you have three girls. I do. I and do. girls are more expensive than boys. Right, for sure. For sure. My and boys I, always tease that my daughter's closet is double the size of their closets. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's just life, guys. Get so used to that. Dr. LeBaron's kids, because they're all good looking, will get um, post-its from girls with their Instagram handles. That's right. I never you got know. that stuff. So <laughs> they're better looking than me, for sure. Going back to the accident, and I know a lot of people are going to be listening to you. What is the best way, or how can you explain to people with the best way to handle those as they happen. Unfortunately, it happens. If they get in a... Yeah, get accidents. In the, so actually... Um, I mean, who has the stats for those? I feel like Kevin tried to give me the stats. Staggering how many accidents there are. Yeah, you and know? actually... So you guys have to be safe out there. Well, and actually, they're not even labeled as accidents. So the, the Highway Council actually did a study, and they found that... Uh, They actually changed them to collisions or crashes because they were 96% of the time due to driver error. So they're really not accidents, just that's how everybody relates to them. They're actually considered legally motor vehicle collisions or motor vehicle crashes because that's what they really are. They're not an accident. Somebody made a mistake and and it occurred. So when that happens, um, I always tell uh, patients, you know, next time because... 
Just and make hopefully sure there isn't one. But. Yes, exactly. But, you know, make sure you're taking pictures um, of your car, their car. Um, I always get my, my own insurance involved, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether I was at fault or not. Um, I always say you don't want to wait to see a doctor. Either go to the urgent care that day, ER if you're bad enough, but only if you're bad enough. Right. Um, you're better off going to urgent care than ER, but go to the ER if you're bad enough. Um, and then you want to see your regular chiropractor or whatever within 48 hours of the crash. Because if you go after 48 hours, the insurance company considers that a delay in care because they're evil. And that's what we're dealing with. That's right. just how they are. So get, if you're injured, so many people were like, I was just hoping the pain would go away. And then a week later, they're still in pain or worse. Right. Worse. So I always tell them, worse. go right away yeah. you know uh at least within the first 48 hours and get checked out by somebody you know your chiropractor if you have one uh your md even uh i use quite a few medical doctors that know how to die uh you know diagnose and 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 uh shout out a couple do, of them okay so dr nguyen is one and he's in mesa dr goldberg is another uh he's also in mesa um those are the two I can think of offhand, uh, but you can even you know you can you can even use pain management doctors to to do an evaluation. I just I prefer them to even your own personal medical provider uh, is better than no medical provider. So better than no medical. Yeah, absolutely. The other ones are more. Yeah, the the ones that I use they are, aware are just of motor vehicle well. The, you'd be surprised. Um, the trauma paperwork is just a little different, you know, and the way you word things just a little different. So these docs that I just shouted out. Uh, know a little bit more about documentation than your average uh, primary care physician. But really, I want you to see somebody, whether it be the urgent care, your regular primary care, your, your, your doctor, within the first 48 hours. That's very important. Uh, and then um, at that point, and I do, I do tell patients, you're probably going to want an attorney. I do say that. And the reason is because the insurance companies are not going to be fair ever. They're never Even fair. Even when they're being nice. They'll pretend like they're they're nice. nice. And I always say, yeah, they're pretending like they're nice now. But I said, in 30 days from now, they're not going to be so nice. Or in six months from now, they're not going to be so nice. I said, and they're they're writing everything down, you say. They're recording everything down, you say. Don't give them a statement. I always say, go through the attorney. Get the statement through the attorney. Um, Who's going to protect you from them, basically? You know, um, and that's the majority of the time I do give that, uh, you know, and I – you know, just, just so they, they just don't get taken advantage of, right. which is so common. And I've had them come in after being taken advantage of with all this pain, and it's like you are, it's too late. It's too late. You have to pay now. You, you, you already signed off on that, on that case. They talked you into it, you, you know, and it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. But that's, and I just say the next time, this, this is what I want you to do. Right. So that you're not taken advantage of, you know, uh, Guilt tripped into doing nothing when you are like injured. We definitely will help some people out understanding from you. So thank you for being here. Thanks and for me. by the way, you have a shirt coming from Real Ambition Fitness that All I right. forgot, but I did get the right <laughs> size. But Real Ambition Fitness. Yep. Thank you. And thank you for being here at Connect with Christina, aka The Clout Gods. <laughs> <laughs> he put an S in there. Do it anyway, again. what are we? Episode fuck seven? seven. He'll take that out too. Sorry. <laughs>
I'll clap to myself. There you go, Justin. <laughs> Thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Episode 7, Connect with Christina, a.k.a. The Cloud. The Cloud God. <laughs> you gotta do it again. I screwed it. Dr. LeBaron, thank you again for being here with me on episode seven. Thank you for having me. At Connect with Christina, a.k.a. The Clout God. There you go. He got it. <laughs> yes. Brand new biz, never ask how she did it.